Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So hello folks and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. This will be a slightly different episode of the saleschatshow.com. Usually Phil, Graham and I get together in the studio to record episodes of the Sales Chat Show due to the current very sensible and necessary uh, travel and uh, meeting uh, uh, regulations or advice that's been put in place due to coronavirus. We are recording this episode using some remote technology, so we hope the tech holds up. Obviously, everybody making great use of remote technology at the moment, so uh, that, that's obviously having some impacts on things like available bandwidth, etc. So we're hoping that's all going to be in a good place. We also very much want to to record some episodes that may be helpful to sales leaders, sales managers and sales professionals during this very, very challenging time. Uh, And this episode is entitled How to Manage Customers During the Coronavirus Challenge. Obviously, there's been an awful lot of disruption that has taken place. But, you know, the world to a certain degree is going to carry on turning. Customers will have some needs and requirements of being, of being looked after. So we thought we would spend some time considering you know, how, how to do that best during the limitations and restrictions that we're, we're currently facing. Uh, so, so Phil, uh, I think you've got some thoughts and ideas to give to our listeners that, uh, that they might find useful during this rather challenging reality we're facing. Uh, Yes, thank you, Simon. And before I comment on things we can do with customers, um, I think there are many things we can do to manage ourselves at these times. What I mean by that is I think as salespeople, we're very, very good at doing the essentials, including maximum time with customers, but we're not very good at doing the desirables because they go on the back burner. So maybe this is a very, very good time to do things like updating that PowerPoint presentation that we're not entirely happy with, uh, to catch up on some product knowledge, maybe do some customer research, maybe do some competitor research. How about updating that LinkedIn profile of ours and uh, checking out a few customer and prospect LinkedIn profiles. Let's not forget that uh, proposal template that's been unaltered for the last five years. And how about other members of the sales team where we can maybe catch up via telephone or uh, obviously through Zoom or whatever and chat with a few buddies to find out what they've been up to and to learn from them. Also, things like updating key account plans, which probably are looking a little bit dusty, Uh, Maybe looking at the forecast and uh, reviewing where we are on some probabilities, all of that good stuff. So that's my contribution on catching up, and I'll make a few more comments um, on what we can do with customers um, in a few minutes' time, guys. Yeah, and I think I think on 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 Phil's point, let's get some focus on the customers. because there is there is the possibility. I just want to float this out. 
comments I've uh, picked up from my network and conversations I've been having is that because often customers, uh, vast majority, are working from home, also working from remotely, their working pattern is, has been disturbed. And some people are saying they're finding it easier to get time with customers um, than previously. So that that could be a potential opportunity. Um, and I think it is about time reallocation certainly if you're a field-based salesperson you will now be saving time um you'll be saving time from travel etc that you can now reinvest into relationship building for example or getting hold of stakeholders you've not previously spoken to or reallocating time particularly obviously social selling wise prospecting activity maybe on uh, linkedin for example just a couple of just a couple of thoughts there on sort of reallocating reallocating time mm. okay graham thoughts from you sir yeah i think that uh, you know phil's point about using the time you have to you know, redevelop your PowerPoints or to uh, rewrite things or to, you know, go back over um, things that need tidying up that you've got that time to do. Uh, I think that people are going to have a bit more time on their hands to do that. But also, I think one of the things that is going to become apparent to people is that the actual work you do is now going to take longer. So uh, one of the difficulties that people are beginning to experience is that a meeting that may have taken, for example, half an hour face-to-face takes longer using technology. And it takes longer because uh, you've got people with difficulties with technology. Uh, You've also got the the lack of social cues. So, for example, when you're face-to-face with someone, turn-taking is easy because you measure it using body language and facial expressions and so on. And so in a meeting conversation, with you're there with a, a couple of people from the client and taking turns is relatively straightforward, which means that you know the meeting can proceed smoothly online that turn taking isn't obvious and so it takes longer so what might have taken 30 minutes in the real world is going to take sometimes almost twice as long so your actual time at work is going to take longer to do things so that's something that we need to build into our timetabling for what we're now going to be doing online it's an area that uh, people are not necessarily prepared for that the actual tasks are going to take longer yeah that's an interesting that's an interesting um change isn't it of of circumstance that we've got to we've got to consider there um phil i know we were having a we were having a brief chat before we started recording this episode um comments about how customers are feeling at the moment what what customers are kind of worried about i know you had some thoughts there and customer expectations yeah um i I think it's interesting that there are uh, queues at the shops uh, often referred to as panic buying which is of course motivated by uh, an irrational fear Uh, but nevertheless it is there and it is uh, behavior uh, that we can witness on a daily basis. Um, but the same, I think, will apply to customers. They will be fearful about the supply of products and services that have been coming from us uh, and our listeners. 
Um, so I think what uh, needs to happen, one of the things that needs to happen is we need to be making very regular contact with our customers and prospects and making sure that they are aware of any issues that might exist within our supply chain that might affect the expectations of the customer. Uh, and if obviously we are running three or four days behind schedule on delivery, then the customer needs to know that now they don't need to be surprised by the failure to deliver it. Uh, and then, of course, we're on the back foot because we've failed to meet those expectations. So I think expectation management is an important uh, element for me. And I know Graham has some other thoughts on being proactive in the communication process. Yeah, I think that uh, you're right. Managing expectations is a really important uh, thing to, to be doing now because in the real world of face-to-face -face activity, we'd manage those expectations in passing, as it were. We'd mention, you know, when we can do something and so on. And we may not be doing that using distance remote working as much. So we need to be sure that we're managing expectations of when we can deliver materials, that when we can um, be able to produce things. Uh, so many salespeople, their factories will be closed and so they won't actually be able to make things for their customers. So managing expectations is really important. But also I think that uh, one of the other things that we can do is to keep people um, much better informed about things. So that means maybe writing more content, producing more online content for people to look at so that we can uh, inform them in many different ways. So we could record videos, we can record audios, we can write blog posts and so on. And uh, people are going to be searching for information about you know, what's going on in your business. And so the more uh, web-based updates you have, uh, the better it's going to be for people. So if there's some kind of update page that you have available to your customers uh, and keeping them informed about everything that's going on, that's a really important thing to be doing. Yeah, I think it is, is, is there are some principles that are very valid now that I think have been valid for, you know, a long, long time is making sure customers feeling a sense of certainty. Even if I cannot give you a certainty of when you can receive your order or your delivery, I can give you as a customer a sense of certainty that I am on top of it as ver the very best that I can. So regular updates, even if I have to say, come back to Graham as my customer, and I've said, I'll, I'll let you know by five o'clock what the current situation is. Go back at five o'clock, even if I have no update. Just yep. let Graham know I'm on top of it. I'm doing the very, very best that I can. I think customers will understand and appreciate that. Um, yeah. Am Amazon are great at you place your order, you get an email or a notification that the order's been received, you get a notification it's been shipped, you get a notification it's on its way. And, and you know, to, to sort of replicate that consistency and certainty of best we can even if we're not certain when the order is going to be turning up give the customer the certainty that we are monitoring the situation and doing everything that we possibly can and you'll you'll probably yeah. find that the vast majority of customers will be very understanding um i think you're right I, I think you're right on that point simon and uh, uh, there's a lovely one-liner often attributed to winston churchill the uh, that the 
pain of uncertainty is, be- is is better than the uncertainty of pain, or vice versa, or something like that. But it yeah. certainly yeah. it certainly talks about you know don't don't go and surprise the customer uh, by falling short of expectations. Adjust that so that they are not suffering uh, from that sort of pain of uncertainty. And I think as well is, is you know, don't make the assumption that what your customers needed four weeks ago is what your customers need now. So keep, keep in touch. There may be some problems, challenges, worries they've got that you may be able to help them with. Obviously, you may not be able to, but there may be things that you can, that are important to them now that weren't previously important and they may need your help on on some things. So, you know, keep keep open lines of communication. Um, I think another thought, chaps, is is we're obviously and and very correctly a lot of our focus will be on sh- a short term time horizon at the moment, and I absolutely understand that, and I'm not not saying that's not the right thing to do, but is is there a case that simultaneously we need to just give maybe a little bit of time to the medium and longer term? So many many companies, many industries, many businesses will absolutely take a revenue hit for you know the next foreseeable weeks months we're not obviously not certain as we're recording this episode what the timeline is like but assuming at some stage that that what was close to reality reasserts itself we may need to hit the ground running to maximize let's say we have a bad half one first half year due to the situation we're going to really need to do everything we can to maximize half two of the year to make sure that revenue is in place so i'm thinking about you know, making sure we've got sorted so that we can really hit the ground running and do everything we can to satisfy those customer needs as and when the situation becomes a bit clearer. Uh, I think that's a very good comment. And let's not forget that um, whilst we're planning that sort of bounce back strategy, uh, our competitors are doing the same. So I think you're absolutely right. It's very important to be very, very quick out of the blocks and make sure that we're in front on that second half of the year performance and we're not playing catch-up. Yeah, and I think one of, one of the important things in that longer-term uh, strategy is that over the coming weeks, businesses are going to discover that actually they quite like this remote stuff and so they're going to expect you, when the bounce-back happens, to be doing a lot more um, and so using technology, but we're going to have to plan for not going back to the old way of doing many things. Yeah. So that's also got to be in your kind of medium to long term plans that actually what we're doing now is going to become very much the new norm. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I think we, I've certainly seen it with with you know increasing customer requests to can we move some of the the sales training, sales coaching, etc. online and and delivering it in virtual, where some customers previously will have had that as a you know yes we can do that, but that's like second rate versus say face to face training, whereas you know, they'll find out, hey, you can really do some amazing high-quality virtual learning and training. I think that will shift their mindset about what what should go on in the future because there's lots of advantages. No travel expenses. You can arrange it faster. You know, it's very flexible. So, yeah, in many industries, I think those those changes are going to be are going to be taking place without without a shadow of a doubt. So, you know, expectations, as Graham correctly says, are are going to change. 
So, guys, any other any other thoughts before we before we closed on this episode? Anything we think managing yeah. customers during the current situation? Any uh, thoughts, ideas? I've got, I've got one more comment I'd like to make. I, I think when we are face to face with the customer, uh, we're always asking the customer uh, how they are, uh, how their business is. Um, and we shouldn't forget that although a lot of the content of this episode um, is about how we're managing ourselves, um, nothing wrong with saying to the customer on the phone or electronically, uh, how is the current situation affecting you and how can we help you deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think as well, think that not necessarily what is in it for me, but how can I genuinely help a customer? I think people, you know, a lot of customers are going to need some help, some reassurance, even if it's just some psychological support and 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 someone to listen to some of the challenges or just how they're feeling. And I think they they will remember how you made them feel and the fact that you were genuinely there for them. Um, long, long after this, whatever we, however long this goes for, they will remember those who have a genuine care uh, for their customers versus those that maybe you know regarding it as an opportunity to make a quick buck. Yeah. So, so definitely, definitely, hopefully, um, some some uh, some tough times and ch- some challenging times ahead. Just thought from me is is for yes, for the sales professionals listening into this, but particularly sales managers, sales leaders. If you've got your recruitment right, and I'm sure you have, you've got some really smart, bright people in your teams working for you. Please make use of the brains, make use of the energy, make use of the ideas and the thoughts. If you're going to be looking at some potential scenarios, get a few bright people together, get some of your team together, get them brainstorming, talking around ideas of how they can do things. I think you will probably be blown, if you've not done that, I think you will probably be blown away at the wealth of ideas and thoughts and inspiration and energy that you've got in your team. It might be a great opportunity for you to take a different look and think in a different way about the sort of people you've got working for you. Chaps, any other thoughts before we close? Uh, The only thing I'd say is that everybody at the moment is obviously focused on dealing with the short-term problem situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah. I think I think the salespeople that are going to come out of this the best are the ones who are focusing on how things are going to change in the long term. Yes, certainly, certainly. Good, good. It's probably uh, short-term thinking, long-term thinking simultaneously, or or, yeah. or at least alternating, alternating between those. Thank you, guys. Thank you for that that input. So it's been uh, Simon Hazeldean, Graham Jones, and Phil Jesson for the sales chat show. Uh, please stay safe during the current coronavirus challenge. Please make sure you and your teams are paying attention to local guidance, country guidance on on behaviour, isolation, social distancing, hand washing, personal hygiene, all of that good stuff, all making sure we play our roles in dealing with the challenges that we're facing. So this has been Simon, Phil and Graham. We just want to wish you every possible success and happiness during the challenging times that come ahead and stay safe people
have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 